Hi, my name is Dr. Christian Barton from La Trobe Sport and Exercise Medicine Research Centre. In the lead up to SMA in October this year, I have the great pleasure of chatting to Paul Bolson. Paul is the Head of Sports Science and Performance Analysis at Leicester City Football Club, who are the current Premier League title holders. He also plays a similar role for the Swedish national team. Welcome to the podcast, Paul. Morning, Christian. Thanks very much for joining us. I've got a few really really fun questions to ask you. Obviously, you guys did amazingly well with Leicester in the 2015-2016 season. I'm wondering if you could name one thing that you think you guys did really well to, to drive that success. Keep, keeping players out of the treatment room probably last season was one of the key factors. I think there were two key factors. I'll come back to the other one. But keeping the players on the field, as, as we say, uh, and the last game of the season against Chelsea, where we had uh, all our players available for for that game, so so it was has been a lot of focus on on, on keeping our players injury free. Probably another one which was uh, was an interesting one. We we had a transition from a manager, so we had a new manager come in at the uh, at the start of the season, and it was managing that transition, whereas um, resisting the temptation for a manager to come in with new ideas and change things that we had built up over a period of time, and, and specifically in the sort of the medical and the sports science. You know, he wanted to do things slightly different in terms of what he had been used to, and, and it was just really sitting down and having those discussions and trying to justify uh, what we do and why we do it, etc., etc. So, so, so managing the transition for the new manager and, and, and keeping our players out of the, the treatment room would be two, two of several key factors. So obviously, seven years, that's a long time to build up a good communication amongst the team, um, and obviously you don't want that to break down with a new manager. I guess what's the secret to facilitating that really good communications amongst your team, sports science, medical coaches, and probably the players for that matter? Communication key. Uh, at our training ground, the, the medical department and the sports science department share the same office. Um, not not. Eventually it was planned, but that, that's that been key in that it's sort of on a daily basis there is there is communication between between the two departments um, um, and also credit to the club though because they, they've supported us they've invested in us uh, they've invested in the department in, in, in the personnel and, and the facilities so one key thing there is communication and, and also then a, a process of working with the with the football department with the coaches and educating them to to understand where we're coming from, and not just saying that, you know, for example, a player should train or shouldn't train, or we should train high or we should train low, but really getting them to understand the reason behind that, and for them to take, you know, as much responsibility as as they can. And do you have much resistance from the players in terms of taking on board ownership? Good question. I mean, I, I you know, I'm not going to say that we have 24 players doing exactly what we would like them to, but but. You know, it's 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 a process whereby trying to get to understand the player and understand their needs. I mean, at the end of the day, that the goal's the same. You know, we want to keep our players fit, we want to keep them on the field of play, and we want to maximise their, their their potential as football players. And I think once once everyone's agreed that that's the focus, and then it's just a case of finding different ways to to achieve that goal. Which and and, and there's, you know, there's no black and white. There's no 
there's, there's no easy way. I mean, every, every way is going to be, you know, it's going to take hard work, it's going to take dedication, it's going to take professionalism, but, but there are certainly different ways. How do you go in terms of managing those players in terms of injury? Because that's a remarkable stat to have everyone free for the, the final game of the season. How do you manage to, to do that? Is there a particular screening process you use or a load, load management strategy is one thing that's key to that? Empowering the players, so actually shifting the responsibility over to them. So, I use the example so so you know the the, the pre, a lot of the prehab work the gyms open that the, the our staff are in the gym ready for the players to come and do their work so it's not a you know they don't have appointments at nine twenty and if and if they don't turn up they're they're fine we 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 give the responsibility to the players now you have to have the right group of players to do that so we we you know in certain group of players that doesn't work but because it's something that that we've we sort of spent time on educating the players. Once once you get a group of players who buy into it and, and sort of on your side, then what happens is as new players come into the club, you've got the core of the players empowered and, and they understand what you're doing and why they're doing that they're supporting you. And then it's a lot easier then to bring players into that into that network or into that way of working. And um and, and then obviously you know, with this season, with the results going the, the way they've gone, it, it sort of it's, it all comes together because we we all know that we can prepare the players as, in, in, as as well as you know we can be doing everything right and, and best practice and, and and all this. But if the results at the end of the day aren't going the way that we would like them to, then, then the, it, it's a lot harder to get the buy-in. So sort of with the with the results going well and, and us having seven years of experience and, and the players. You know, really taking responsibility, it sort of all came together. No, oh, it's an amazing story. And in terms of, I guess, bringing evidence to to what you guys are doing, you talked about the individual care. How much does the the evidence out there guide you in terms of the injury prevention and keeping everyone on the pitch? If if you look at, I talk about the, the basic principles of physiology, and I, I don't think everybody get them get those principles right. For example, the the, the specificity, the principle of specificity. And then the the principle of adaptation, so getting our loading right, etc. I think they're and they're, they're evidence based. We know that if we're specific what we're doing on the training, then the transfer across the performance will be, you know, will be as as we'll optimise that transition. And, and we also know that if we're getting our loading right, if we want to improve something or maintain something or offload something, that that's been really key. And then and then we we've had an open door policy where we've you know we've said to people well you know you come and see what we do and, and we like to know what you do and, and 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 let's see if we can work together and 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 push things along so we had Rob Newton came over to see us from 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 Australia and you know just just some a lot of the informal talks with them obviously with, with with academics with with other sports keeping an eye on the literature and see what's going on there so it's a you know there's a lot of a lot of different factors coming in and, and and then trying to take all that information and then and then turn that into best best practice which you know might not be evidence based it might be evidence based but it's really just as i said earlier keeping keeping that goal in mind in terms of optimizing performance and and obviously you can't optimize performance if you have injured players so huge focus on on keeping our players out of the treatment room i'm I'm really looking forward to hearing you unpack that a lot more in melbourne when you come down to visit i guess when you talk about you've got a very specific sport and individualizing have you had discussions with people from other sports about how what you've learned along the way can transition over to those sports 
No, maybe that's what maybe that's what we'll be doing in Melbourne. It, you know, it's, it's really interesting because football or, or soccer, whatever you want to call it, it is. You know, it's it's very interesting in that you know some of the times the best thing a player can be doing on the field is standing still. So so it's not a case of sort of running around as much as you can and, and getting your your sort of physical stats as high as you can. It's it's so much more about quality and quantity and, and then doing that together as a team and, and, and trying to get them to understand the the um you know the consequences of, of, of sort of losing the sh- the team shape or or you know doing erratic things that will be physically very demanding in terms of sort of maybe chasing lost causes and, and, and so it's, it's a case that we want to prepare them physically but then they have to manage their capacities during a 90 minute period or not during a 90 minute period but during a 38 game season so it's it's again it's back to trying to educate the players as much as we can with as in as many different ways as we can both formally and informally so you know, to, to, to really bring the, the whole package together okay so obviously 2015 2016 is an amazing story on many fronts in particular the low injury rate and ultimately this is one of probably the key secrets to the success that you had how do you think you're going to go this season repeating that with increased load with champions league etc we've increased the size of the squad um and and that's important that will be important um We've listened to 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 other clubs and, and other departments who, who have been in in where we are uh, going to be now. So obviously we don't have experience of of Champions League football. We do have experience of of the Championship football, which is um, the, the the league below the the Premier League, which actually does have a 46 game season as opposed to a 38 game season. So we do have experience of the. Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday um, uh, playing schedule. We do have uh, on our staff and, and myself included experience of travelling, um, which obviously will be will be key to to the Champions League with with our away games and, and in terms of sort of when when to arrive and when to leave and etc cetera, etc. Cetera. So um, it, it it certainly is going to keep us on our toes. Um, you know, in, in terms of re- repeating what we did last year, it's you know last year we had a one-game mentality. It, it's a cliche, but you know, that will be no different this season. In that we really will be preparing for for one game at a time, and and and, and in, in terms of sort of the, the winning of the games, but then looking at you know the whole season and and, and using the squad um, as well as we can. So obviously building a bigger squad is going to be incredibly important and that's assumably to reduce the individual loads on each player. How do you measure load in terms of guiding your management? Yeah, we've kind of gone through the mill and we've kind of looked at... We use the catapult GPS system and we've kind of looked at... I wouldn't say... We certainly... It's impossible to look at every variable, but we've gone through all the... You know all the different variables and the player loads and etc. But we've we've kind of come back to looking at some sort of very basic markers that that work for us, um, trying to get a, a feeling for the volume and a feeling for the intensity and 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 just look at those thoroughly, uh, share those with the players, share those with the football coaches, uh, trying to get some form of blueprint um, about what our players are doing doing during a game, which obviously is a ch- 
challenge because we, we haven't been using the GPS systems for games. We've been using video tracking to get that information. But 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 again, I would say we're, we're coming away more from the evidence based and and, and 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 you know sort of using statistics and thresholds and and more um, best practice and, and sort of trying to look at the whole picture and look at the, what loads we're getting during training and what loads we're getting during games. So so I, I wouldn't say you know we're putting everything we're interrogating all our data in in our databases, but we're, we're sort of a quality control on some of the some of the main variables one of which would be sort of a threshold of seven meters per second and what kind of distances that we're covering we know we can see what we're covering during games we we've been you know we are a counter counter attacking side so some of our players will be I mean, very large distances above covering distances during games above seven meters per second and it's you know, making sure that we we're on top of that during our training sessions, which has been which is a big challenge and, and something I will elaborate on when when I come down to Melbourne. Well, we're really excited to have you show you show you the sights of Melbourne and most importantly hear some of your great insight into how you can create a champion Premier League football side. So thanks very much for your time today, Paul, and we'll look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks, Christian. Take care. Thank you. So that was Paul Balsam. He was kind enough to take some time out of his day to discuss the secret of Leicester City's Premier League title. Unfortunately, Paul had to head off to prepare for the Swedish national team's match against the Netherlands tonight, but I look forward to him presenting more of his work and the specifics on how they kept the players out of the medical room during the 2015-2016 season at SMA in Melbourne during October. Make sure you get along if you can. This has been another BJSM podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or from convenience, please I encourage you to download the app for easy access to all podcasts and other great free learning resources.